Well. 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 How do you feel about trying that out now? Switching back and forth with the well-wells. Just <laughs> something to s- spice it up. Should we try Let's again? do it one more time. Yeah. Okay. Well. 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 <laughs> Somehow it's even more cringy. It's so bad. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it anymore because we already spent enough time talking about how it's cringy true. it is. Let's it's just move, move right, on, right on past it. How are you feeling this morning? Oh. <sighs> I'm not super well. I'm not super well. I well, I don't want to get, you know, too graphic too quickly on this podcast, but like I will tell you that last night I did lay awake after our intense day of eating and I just muttered like something's got to give. <laughs> like one way or another because I was just I mean, I'm never I never take Pepto-Bismol, but I took Pepto I was downing Pepto-Bismol last night because my stomach hurt. So, it was like an incredible meal. Let me let's let me you know, let's set the get, stage for the listeners. Yes, let's talk about it. We okay. went to the most incredible dinner last night. Um, we did. I'm in New York visiting Chandler. Everyone is in New York. It's so fun. I've taken these days off of work. Mm-hmm. So we're really just ensconced with each other right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and that led to, you know, a gorgeous three-hour meal where three we did – Three and a half, four. Three and a half to four hours. I need to edit my Instagram caption. Um, Where we essentially ordered everything on the menu. And when we – our, we asked our server, like, is this going to be too much food? And she was like, no, I'll course it for you. Which <laughs> I will say it was actually the death of, of everything because basically there was – we had, oh. like, a first – so we got there at, like, 545, right? Right. To a restaurant called Lilia in Brooklyn. Amazing. Like, I, I was supposed to go there on my birthday, but then, you know, the hurricane kind of thing kind of happened and they, like, closed down um, for that day. Anyways – so we sit down, we proceed to order essentially everything on the menu, and we have – we get, like, our first set of appetizers, and then our – 25 minutes later, we get our second set of appetizers. 25 minutes later, we get our first course of pasta. Then 45 minutes after that, we get our second course of pasta, and this is where I think everything went wrong. I think that two courses of pasta made me feel like my stomach was full of Elmer's glue. Okay. We got – you guys, we had six people. We got every single, like – a starter bite, like starter thing. And not- double of one, I'm pretty and, sure. And then we ordered double. Yeah, we got like five appetizers and then we got three salads. Then we I got- honestly forgot about the salads. Yeah. So we had you you didn't even mention the salads. So we had five five appetizers, three salads. Then for six people, we got eight pastas. Eight pastas. Four, like, so four at a time, four, and then in basically 35 to 45 minutes later, another four pastas. And then also each person ordered like four cocktails. Yeah. It was the most decadent meal. I know it's like a, a good we're, – we're really like on a roll when Courtney is like one drink ahead of me. <laughs> like I'm trying to catch up to Courtney. Like that is – it's a good feeling and it I was, know we're just having a wonderful time. I mean honestly I felt like we were in Europe or something because the, it was just like an epic night of like feasting and drinking and it was – but it wasn't like – you know, over the top. Nobody was like sloppy. It was just like no. the party kept going. It was just so fun. I mean, actually, on the ride home, I was like, "Wow!" I feel like if someone I mean, like wanted me to do some sort of like engineering for a bridge, I could do it. Like that's how sober oh, I felt. Really? Because <laughs> when you're sober, you could engineer a bridge. Because I don't know <laughs> the hubris I deal with. The hu- truly the arrogance, Lauren. I would not I, – I would never walk on a bridge that you constructed and I mean that with all the love in my heart. Okay. That is accurate. No, I don't have any business engineering anything. I just mean the level – I felt so sober when I left that yeah. dinner and it was because we'd eaten so much food. Like So much food. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, luckily I had not eaten the entire day pre-dinner. Unfortunately, there were party people in our party who had also had a Chinese well, food lunch. We had had like, you know, dumplings for lunch that were incredible i also like made myself a protein shake in the mornings some of us were you know already somewhat full when we arrived at the meal but it was a, an amazing time truly like an unforgettable dinner the, the food was out of this world um and incredible yeah so i do have to come clean on the podcast about something what? that happened yesterday and you can speak to this because you witnessed it firsthand but my footwear situation okay let's talk about it it was pretty bad you guys, the picture I posted on Instagram, it was not reality, folks, okay? I have bought a pair of loafers from Mango, the pa- a pair that Courtney posted about. They are really cute. I have been trying to break them in for the past five days in anticipation of this trip, okay? I've been wearing thick socks. I've been looking like Thomas Jefferson, wearing thick socks, like thick white socks with my loafers, like out and about in the world because I wanted to break them in. Okay. I've been doing everything. I bought shoe stretcher spray. I didn't even know that existed, but I bought it. Um, so yesterday I was like, okay, I think I've finally broken them in. I think I can wear them. Not true. I get about three good hours in before my heels are bloody. Okay. They've been completely (sighs) obliterated and I am barely walking. And so for the first attempt to save my feet, it happens at the Dwayne Reed and the, on the Lower East side. Okay. Right. I go on, I go into the convenience store and I look for the blister band-aids. Okay. These have given me reprieve in the past. And I'm like, it's fine. I will I will buy the blister band-aids, I'll put them on. I am also wearing tights. Um, and in New York, there are like no real convenient bathrooms anywhere. And so this is just like a reality that I'm adjusting to. So I just realized that I'm gonna have to pull down my tights in this CVS, essentially. There's mm-hmm. lots of chairs for people getting their blood pressure checked or whatever. Uh, somehow there was ample seating, which is actually pretty convenient. So I shimmy my tights down, okay, in Dwayne Reed, and I apply my blister band-aids before I've even bought them. That's how bad the pain is. Okay, I also put moleskin on the back. I'm, like, triaging this wound. Okay. And and then I, you know, pay for the band-aids, apologize to the staff for using their store as, you know, a dressing room. And Courtney Courtney takes video of me the whole time taking my tights on and off in Dwayne Reed. And... Uh, but, you know, I walk out of there with my head held high because I think the pain is going to go away. I think I'm going to be able to walk around. I'm going to be able to enjoy this GD vacation. And within 45 minutes, the the wound dressings have completely fallen off and, like, shifted to, like, the bottom of my foot. So I'm just back to, oh. you know, nylons and bloodied heels and, you know, blisters. Right. So Wyatt, my dear brother-in-law, at this point, you know, he's known me since I was, like, 14 he, you know, he's got no shame in saying, like, Chan, let's just buy you some new shoes. Let's just get it over with. And at this point, we're approaching the flagship TJ Maxx in mm-hmm. Soho. Stunning. Says, Stunning location, you know, prime real estate. He goes, I'll buy you any pair of shoes from here. And I am I am that desperate. I mean, I have a cute ass outfit on. I have a really cute outfit on, but my I can't walk. I literally can't walk. I'm, like, hobbling. So I reluctantly walk into TJ Maxx with Wyatt. Courtney won't even be seen. Courtney says, I'll meet you guys after. Have some brother and sister time. Um, She literally won't walk into TJ Maxx with us, which <laughs> is just like, you know, pretty classic. Yes, um, of course. And Wyatt <laughs> proceeds to show me some waterproof shoes and says, would, you be, would these be of any use to you in the winter? And I said, if my feet were underwater, oh um, I would, I would be seen wearing those. Anyways, we then find some, mm, I'm going to say, what's the word 
some knockoff passable, Uggs. Some passable knockoff Uggs. Low, low rise black Uggs, okay? That Is feel there- like heaven on earth when I slip my foot into them. My, my bleeding, wounded, you know, decrepit dogs. Like fine relief in these Ugg boots and these knockoff Uggs. You just refer Ugg to your feet as dogs. Yeah, you never heard that expression before. No, like, my dogs are barking. <laughs> uh, no, I've never heard that it's expression. Like a, it's a line from The Office. Anyway, I I just I'm only human, and in that moment, I really I, I was humbled, and I knew that I had no choice but to walk out in these Uggs. So. For the majority of yesterday, I was walking around Soho in my very cute dress. Okay, very cute dress, cute little tights, and black Ugg boots. It was it was a it was a great look from the um, calves up, knees up. Yeah, yeah. I up. would say that from the calves down, Chandler looked. I mean, here's the thing about knockoff. Like Uggs are already in bad taste. They already look right, bad ninety nine percent of the time. No offense, everyone, but you know it's true, and you know you are sacrificing your dignity for you know the comfort of the well, that sheep fur against your against your dogs. They're not bad when you got a pair of sweatpants on and a sweatshirt. That's like whatever. When you're I wearing mean, no, black it, nylons it and a dress. So- I'm sorry, it even looks- sweatpants and a sweatshirt with Ugg boots. Like I'm sorry. Oh, I don't mind that at up. all. You've I mean, given no, up. that's a look. That's a certain casual look I'm fully invested in. Oh, I realize it's a look. It's just a bad look. It's a, it's like <laughs> I don't a very, mind it. It's a very much like an American, like I, I've casual, given up. I yes. have no – like I don't know. I don't, I don't approve of like the sweatpants in public look that everyone is so into right oh. now. Oh, my gosh. Says a woman who barely puts on a pair of pants to drive to Starbucks in the morning. I don't drive What's- to Starbucks in the morning. I make coffee at home. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, when you're on vacation, we're all in we're all in pajamas, I hobbling think, our way to Starbucks. I think drive-through attire is a totally different <laughs> animal. I do drive-through attire is a I totally just, different thing than even you cannot, walking in don't, to pick up a mobile order. You are honestly taking on a Kate Middleton attitude about Ugg boots right now, and I am not here for it. I just I don't churn. own a pair of Uggs. I never have. Oh, bitch, Lauren, you literally bought the knockoff Amazon Uggs, and you told me about them. Fuck. This was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. I, I, oh I even forgot my about gosh. it. I even forgot. I would about like it. to apologize to our parents for the cussing that's just happened, but you guys, Lauren's a liar. No, okay. I forgot I'm throwing about those. the book at you through my for- laptop right now. I forgot about those. Anyway, you know what? I'm like Dr. Laura. Do as I say, not as I do. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys the truth. Any sort of UG, any sort of knock of UG, it's not a good situation. Chandler looked really great yesterday until she didn't, and then she looked pretty bad. <laughs> what What were your thoughts when you approached our our table at Mercer Mercer Street like, Kitchen? I didn't know anything was amiss until someone, <laughs> you know, prompted me to look below the table, in which case – you know, all, my sense of reality completely shifted from beneath my feet as I as I looked down and saw, as you put it, your dogs nestled in those black ankle Uggs. <laughs> so bad, Uggs. It was pretty trashy. I mean, and then like we go to meet like cute fewer finer who's like um she's a gal who like owns a jewelry brand in Brooklyn, and I'm just like I have to walk in there in UGG boots. So I of course make a you know I have to make a public apology to all of her staff. Saying I, I'm sorry for my footwear. I just like I honestly felt so embarrassed. I was like holding my sweater in front of my my legs because I was so ashamed. Well, are you basically screwed too now because you have these blisters and so all shoes are gonna hurt? No, I just think I'm gonna put some new band aids on and I just can't wear the loafers anymore. The loafers are I don't know what to do. Does anyone have any solutions for me? Because from what I've heard, just like loafers suck all the time. So I don't know. 
Anyways. Anyways. Well, okay. What else? What else is happening? We're here. We're here till I depart on Thursday. So two more full days. Two more full days. Uh, I'm going to have to get wheeled out. I know. (laughs) Do you know what? I can't get out of my brain. And every time I say it, I feel like an imposter because you say it all the time. What? And I actually said it like an hour ago. uh, Full stop. I don't say that all the time. You say it all the time, Lauren. I used literally to say, say it, it, and you. I don't think I've said the words "full stop" for a year. Well, it's it was pretty annoying even then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so, okay. Uh, do you want to hear this next story? And why I was sure, talking about it? Sure. sure. It's actually this is going to take a darker, a little gross of a turn, and I'm, I'm apologizing. This I'm. This is also now a warning that if you're in this, the ch- if you're in the car or whatever, sharing headphones with a child, you know, skip about two minutes ahead. Okay, can um, I also give a warning or a disclaimer? Yes, please. This podcast is going to have no organization, you guys, and Chandler and I are just going to be literally talking like this We're the entire free-flowing. time. We're fl- so free-flowing. We're free-flowing. Yeah, if you think that there's going to be some uh, gorgeous, structured, you know, song and dance coming up, right. not happening, Diane. Not happening. So anyway, anyway, set your expectations accordingly. Right. Um, yeah, there's okay. no table of contents. Yeah. So basically, I took the bus for mm-hmm. I've taken the bus before, but I've like I take it by myself for the first time in New York. Um, you took basically, the bus. Yes, I've been seeing this is this is my journey. I've been seeing this pair of jeans from Abercrombie on Instagram. Okay, and okay. have you been seeing these, or am I just getting no, served? No, it? I it's have like, not. They have like this cool like button fly where like it kind of like it's kind of like uh, asymmetrical. Anyways, it's really cool. I really like them, but I've been seeing them and they're only at. There's like a Goldie, a Goldie pair, and then there's the Abercrombie version, which is cheaper, obviously. So I'm like, okay, I really want to try these jeans. I'm impatient, and I really want, you know, a cute pair of jeans to wear when everyone's in town. And the only way I could get to Abercrombie, there wasn't really a subway that I could take. Uh, I I had to take the bus, or I was like, going to have to Uber or walk, heaven forbid, which wasn't in the cards for me. So I get on the bus, and my my ride there is... 100% normal and like perfect and I'm like wow I'm just truly a city woman I'm so ready for this new part of my life I'm just like embracing it I take a few selfies you know I just am like this is my new life I just take the bus I take the train you know whatever and I don't know why like the, the I don't know why the subway and the train feel different to me but or sorry the subway and the bus feel different to me because they shouldn't but they do um anyways okay and oh uh, Waiting for the story to get exciting, but please continue. <laughs> I go to Abercrombie. I go to Abercrombie. I try on the jeans. I actually have a transcendent experience with the jeans. I texted a lot of people telling them how great the jeans were, um, and I'll maybe I'll do a little story about it because I actually feel like these are great jeans. Anyways, this is where things take a dark turn, okay? Finally. I, I want to know why you're telling us this story. I get on the bus home, okay? I get yeah. on the bus home, and it's pretty crowded, and, you know – Lots of people on it, and I'm just kind of like, whatever, it's going to be annoying. I'm going to have to stand, okay? And I've been on the bus for probably – I a, I had to wait a little bit for this one because I missed the other one. Anyways. Oh, my so gosh. I'm sitting just on the bus. a story that will never end. I know. But continue. But, and the guy across from – like, across the way starts masturbating. <gasps> what? Yes. Yes. Okay, this was not what I, I expected. I know. And you're like, <laughs> where's the climax? When is this going to get better? I'm like, well, it's, it's about to take a real dark turn. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Stop it. I Wait. Know. Okay. So this is like actually not uncommon, which is like I've seen TikToks about like crazy stuff like this. And like it's not, this is not uncommon, sadly. Wait. Okay. So, so he he's doing this. And how far away is he from you? 
Mrs. Mom had the same exact questions. He wasn't close to me. He was like out, like he was probably was seated probably at this in the seat right behind the bus driver. And I'm like, like, you know, like the halfway part in the bus where like more people get on. I'm yeah. like standing over there. So I'm not like sitting next to him or anything. But I think a, a girl had come in, had come into the bus and sat next to him and then she like left. But then and then this amazing woman is just like bus driver, there's a passenger you need to to you need to kick off this bus or bus driver. There's a man who needs to get off this bus, and okay. he the bus driver didn't do anything, and nobody cared. And then I got off on the next stop because I was like, you know what? This concludes my experience today. Wow. Is it, I mean, does it happen on the subway a lot too? You know, I actually feel like I haven't seen it happen on the. I've never seen it happen on the subway, and I've actually I've only seen stuff happen like stuff related to it on the bus. I don't know why the subway feels different. I mean, clearly this person is not in their right mind if that's if this is something they feel comfortable doing. Um, did you, did this happen after you got on the bus or was it already in progress? Like, are you flattering, your, flattering yourself at all with this story? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that question. I'm just next, curious. Next. I'm just curious. Wow. You're literally as bad as like journalists, like interviewing Britney Spears being like, <laughs> so when did you lose your virginity to Justin Timberlake? You're I'm just like, saying, what were you wearing? Were you right. asking? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, I was, I was literally, Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, that happened to me. And, I remember uh, you know, one time. I summoned the strength to then record this podcast with you. Wow. Thank you. Honestly, Trauma. that is like a very jarring it's, and gross yeah, thing. Because the thing about it is that's scary is like you don't know what else they're capable of. Like they're willing well, yeah. to defy that so, social norm. What other social norms are they is, willing to break? This is what caused me to use the term full stop with mom because I call mom and I'm like – Oh, this just happened. It's just like mom's the person you call when, you know, trauma happens. Mm-hmm. And I call her and I'm just like, honestly, it's just like, you know, I think as a woman, it's just like I, I feel like I have to create this really hard exterior shell because I'm just like afraid of men all the time. Okay. And men are just like scary. Like not – I'm not like you're saying K like I'm like, you know, a crazy person. No, no, that's but, like, not that, – I you know didn't what I'm saying. To. That's but not you, what I meant but, to but, say. But like Mike. I was just talking to mom and I'm like, you know, yeah. I just feel like as a woman, men are constantly a threat to you. I'm saying K apprehensively because I want to know what mom's going to say. Right, that's right. What, that's what I mean. And also I actually have another story to tell you. Oh, gosh. This. Story time so, with Chandler just, today. Here's the thing. Is, okay. So mom says – I'm like, mom, I just feel like as a woman, like mom just like plays – is playing devil's advocate slightly. And okay. she's like, I, you know, men – she's like, you know – you know, it's weird. She's like this anti-feminist or she's like, you know, men are also threatened by women too. Or, you know, like you would be surprised if we looked at the statistics and I'm like, what? Really? And then I'm I, just said, sure. I was like, what are all these datelines you watch? And then I just said to her, I was like, honestly, I do not, as a woman, I walk around all the time. Like it is inherent for me as a woman to feel threatened by men. I don't think men lay awake at night thinking women are going to break into their apartment and kill them. Right. For sure. And I was like, full, and then I said, full stop. Oh, okay. Anyways. So that's where the full stop came from. And then, from. yeah, that's where the full stop came from. Uh, that's episode, the conversation we're show. having. It's such a winding road. I'm so sorry, everyone. Sorry. Not that it's, it's entertaining, but it's definitely this chaotic. This is just like literally this, – this, honestly, you came to Pop Apologist to hear me have a conversation with my sister. This is what it is. Yeah. Okay. This brings me to my final story and then I will stop, okay. you know, unloading. But okay. basically mm, – Not a great I, choice. Okay. My, the super in my building is like this like – you know, burly Polish guy. And he's, you know, he's definitely got a gruff way about him, but like re- I had my sconces replaced in my apartment and he was like hanging out like with the electrician while they were doing it. And we just got chatting mm-hmm. about like 
like art and like he actually has like a lot of beautiful art and like he he's kind of collects like antique stuff anyways but like he's just he's also not the type of guy. like i've seen him like look at my butt before okay okay you know and so i'm like uh i just like he's not the type of person where i want to be like alone in a room with him yeah totally. and so what's been happening is that he's been sending me pictures of his art oh no like he's like so- you guys are friends now well, yeah, and like, but I'm like, is this harmless? So then, like, but so then I tell no. Ben, and I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. Like, he sent me a few pictures. He sent me like a few pictures after that conversation that day of his like pieces in his house, which was like fine. I was like, oh, those are beautiful. And then like today, he texts me like a few pieces, no. and I think he was like out and about, like looking at stuff. So now we're like fully friendly, which is like, it's not Chandler. Like, this is Chandler this is the problem. I know. Let me cut in. I'm sorry, but you are not friendly. He's hitting on you. Well, He's but- trying to keep a conversation going. He's not interested in your opinion about art. Well, I know he's. I'm not like he's not asking for. He, this is the thing. He, like, there's not. There's a li- little bit of a language barrier. He's not like asking my opinion. I think he's just like, like he's just like sees nice. And I, I was like, oh, you got to show me like, you know, which stores you go to. Like, I was trying to be friendly as well, but like, it's just now. Like now, he's like sending me pictures of art and I'm like I don't really want to respond to all this and I but I'm like it's just is this harmless is this just friendly like I just I I've been raised and I feel like my brain thinks that all men are like dangerous and but I'm like and but I'm like oh or is it just like a normal friendly person I don't know okay so what did what did Ben say when you showed him um Ben was like yeah it's a little weird he was like just like you know whatever but he wasn't overly concerned about it because it's not like he's like He's not like, hey, are you there? Are you, you know, like I didn't respond for forever, and then I just yeah, said, of course. Wow. But he's hoping that you'll respond, well, and like you guys will start chatting. He knows I have a boyfriend, Chandler. If he guys think that even if you have a boyfriend, if you're willing to respond to them, you are interested in a second boyfriend. <laughs> you're interested in some a side piece. I'm not kidding. Like I mean, this I is just, how people no, I'm think. Not, I'm not saying that. Like, yeah. Anyway. I thought you were the like very like world weary urban cool person. How are I you? Think, and how Where's am I the naivete I, coming I into mean, play? I think it's just like you know people are generally nice, and so you know I mean I'm not like I'm I'm being very polite, and I'm I'm not actually like not even responding. But anyways, it's just like the world is a scary place, y'all. It's spooky season. <laughs> I remember one time I was driving on the freeway, and a guy um, in his truck. Did the V thing, like put a oh, right. V up against yeah. his mouth? Are you with me? I feel like you might have no, been with we had, me. We had another choice freeway experience with men, but that was I was not there with you. What? Wait, what was our choice freeway experience? Do you remember when we were driving back from Salt Lake and that guy started um, also masturbating in the car next to us? <sighs> you know, honestly, it's like my memory. I remember something happening, but I think I was driving and I didn't actually no, see it. I was driving. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I don't think I've had a good view, but maybe like, I. Did. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. I don't remember. It's like it's like one of those things where it's, this is so dark, but it's like it's like it's like one of those things where you know what's happening, right? You know. Yes. You know, it's coming back to me a little bit. I just I feel like we like pulled off the freeway and like sat in the McDonald's parking lot for like twenty five we like, minutes. So we were terrified. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, exactly. Because that's the thing. It's like you don't know what these people are capable Literally. of because they're willing to defy. These like very strong, you know, mm-hmm. social boundaries and right, right. So, yeah, um, and it's just so. Then when people play devil's advocate, you know, men are also threatened by women. The thing is, women are physically weaker than men. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Full stop, if you will. Right. 
So Full of course top. we we are naturally more vulnerable. Okay, uh-huh. it's just the reality. Right, it's just the reality. And so I I don't apologize for our fear. And here's the thing that's also uncomfortable: your super knows you live alone in his building. He probably has the keys to your apartment. Like it's just like kind of sketchy, you know? Right, right, right. It's not a great feeling. Like I would get a doubled if I was you. I would get a separate lock. Well, I have like – I have a separate lock. I have like a Okay, good. Yeah. That he doesn't have a key to? mm -mm, You can't have – like you don't have keys to a deadbolt. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, because that's the thing is it's like you need to be able to just like rest easy. I'm really not too overly concerned about it, but I do think I just need to like, you know, maybe be a little bit less friendly because, you know – some men just, you know, think everything is a freaking hint. Guys think that if you want to talk to them, that you are interested in some. Like, if you want to carry on any sort of banter, I mean, text back and forth. I mean, texting. I'm not, and I'm not. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not like. But men will think that if you do. Right. Right. If, if but even, I, yeah. If you if you respond at all, even. Correct. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's a gross. But this world. is why it's like, you know. To some degree, danger is everywhere. You just got to be vigilant. And today and over the past two days, I felt like I've had to be extremely vigilant. And I'm a little sick of being vigilant. Okay? That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Also, I guess I will say that um, Ben said he would set up security cameras for me. He has oh, like an good. extra one that he was like, I'll set up one up in your hallway. That's so, so mom of you to have like a security camera. Uh, it literally inside my own house, but I like I was, it was like so hot when he told me that. I was like, oh my gosh, you're like literally the best person in the mom has world. like hidden security cameras in her own bedroom. I Who love knows it. what they're for? Who I knows it. what they're for? If anything, they're just to catch us as we potentially were, like pilfer clothing from her closet. I mean, yeah, they were literally for her children more than more than for intruders. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, okay, so now that we've gotten this dark and heavy territory, let's try to move on to, you know, something lighter. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because let's. this is a really special season for us. Oh, my gosh. So exciting to see one of our nearest and dearest, the one and only Angie Harrington on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Chandler. What was this like? It was kind of an out-of-body experience I, for me. I will tell you that I watched this on my, you know, little laptop and I was starstruck the entire time. I actually watched the episode twice because I was so starstruck. Because Angie is like our one of our nearest and dearest. I mean, she's been on the podcast. I used to work for her. We love her, you know, beyond words. And so seeing her on like one of our favorite shows was just, yeah, out of body for sure. Yeah, it's just so strange to see someone you've known for years and years since college. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that – okay, we have to just get into the drama, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that – okay, so everyone, if you're watching Salt Lake, you know the drama right now is Angie threw a party and she threw the casino night and there's big drama because I'm just going to recap it briefly. She um, told – Lisa Barlow, that she had invited Whitney to the party and she kind of, you know, was talking about the party with her and Sarah Jane. And then six hours later, she got a call from the caterer and the caterer or the, a text and the caterer said she could no longer do the party anymore. Um, right. Now, what's interesting about that is Lisa Barlow is very, you know, very in with these caterers and they work together a lot. And it was six hours after she had talked to Lisa about the fact that she had invited Whitney. So all 
you know, all circumstantial evidence points to the idea that Lisa shut down the the caterers doing the party. Right. Correct? Yes. And that is because, and for people who aren't familiar, Lisa and Whitney sort of have a beef. And Whitney and Angie are friends and also kind of, uh, in a funny way, cousins um, through, like, you know, some great-great-great-grandfather. Right. Right. And so the idea, I think, basically – what we all think is that Lisa sabotage, tried to sabotage Angie's event. And here's the deal. So the caterers actually posted on Instagram and were like, you know, we would we would never like do anything to, you know, like we're just a small business. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this had nothing to do with Lisa essentially. And they actually posted the text, like text between messages. them and Angie and stories. And the thing for me that – seemed like extreme like basically was the smoking gun was angie flat out asked them would you do this event for full price because they kind of played it off like hey like angie asked us to do it just to promote our business and we that wasn't a right Right. a good business decision for me yeah but for us and angie asked them well would you do it will you do it for full price and they said no and my question is you're a small you're a business You've already ha- – you have this night free. You've already, you know, like mm-hmm. been talking with this person. Why would you not accept a full price right. event and making more money? That doesn't make any sense. It seems vindictive in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I think it's actually abundantly clear what happened. Um, and it's super messed up. Right. Um, super messed up. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this drama plays out throughout the season. Right. Um, obviously, we're Team Angie. Goes without saying. A hundred percent. I mean, Angie also had a phenomenal first episode. Like, she brought it. I think she's, yeah, I, I think she's incredible. I think, I mean, I already know that people are loving her. I actually had some coworkers be like, wait, oh my gosh, is this the, the you know, the person you kind of know? And I was like, oh, do I know her? <laughs> Anyways, so she's killing it and we're very excited to see how it plays out. I think what's interesting about Angie and knowing her is that she's just she really is as beautiful on the inside as she is on the outside like if not even more so if that's possible like she's just a really really good person and so I think that that's what's going to be interesting for me to watch is like how is this like very honestly sweet kind evolved enlightened person going to be going to kind of navigate these waters and how will that impact her? And it was, it's so interesting because like I, I'm kind of off social right now. Like I'm basically going oh, through I didn't a phase. Know that. Yeah. I don't Instagram? have it on. I'm off Instagram. Okay. I'm basically in a phase where I'm off social right now, but I did, Courtney did send us a link to the drama with the caterers, which I, and I read the comments and it's just so funny because like these people like I, you know, was read, reading comments where it was like, Angie's like, you know, privileged and out of touch or whatever. And I was just like, these people have no – it was just interesting. Like these people who don't know this person at mm-hmm. all have seen mm-hmm. her on television for 20 minutes right. and suddenly they know her well enough that they're ready to just excoriate her. You know, right. like – and you're just – you're just like, what? I mean, like, it's, you don't – It's crazy. You don't have a clue. This is like – this person is actually such a nice human being. Her husband is such a nice human being. Right. And it's just – I don't know. It's just – for me, I think what's very interesting is it's baffling to see how emotionally caught up people are about mm-hmm. strangers. Well, and that's how what's fascinating. quick they are to vilify them. 
Yes. And to just like, I, cause I saw like polls on different Bravo accounts being like, you know, what do we think of Angie? And like literally like gamifying it. And it's just like, I don't right. know. I mean, yeah, it was, it's kind of weird for us to see like someone who we like know very well um, in that way. And also just like, you got to have a thick skin and she does and she'll be great, but it's just, it's funky I mean, and definitely makes you reconsider. The woman hosted an event that raised, we know for a fact, a million dollars for a cause that supports transgender youth. Like, I'm sorry, that's not good enough for you fucking well, people? literally. Like, and get, give me a break. In, like, a very orthodox community that honestly is not supportive of trans individuals. I saw one comment that was like – you know, you had two outfit changes and all those diamonds there. You could have just – let me tell you something. What? Okay? If you don't have an, the event, no one comes, no right. one donates. You have right. to put up the money. You have well, to create some dazzle and experience for people. It's all out of pocket too. It's yeah, not like, like this was like sponsored. Well, and obviously she did like ask the caterer to do it to promote their own brand. Right. But that's what everyone does on these shows, you guys. Everyone – People try to pay for as little as possible because there is enormous exposure and it is a great opportunity. Oh, yeah. Guess what? If we had – if if she had said, hey, pop apologist, if you want to come into town and do some live podcasting in the corner, you know. Well, nobody's got to listen, but no, you can just sit there and, you know – don't eat too much with of the catering snacks. With your logo, yeah, mm-hmm. and do some, you know. With your logo. Lo- with your live banter in the corner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay you, but you can do it. Right. You better bet I would have had my ass on economy oh, yeah. to Salt Lake. You betcha. For that gig, okay? No and I would have. For these broads. These witticisms would have been free of charge, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And if I was a yeah. caterer, I would have, or any sort of service provider, any chance to get on TV is a great opportunity. And so I totally understand that, especially when you are hosting something that's for a TV show, that's a for-profit TV show. Mm-hmm. Why should you pay to, to basically create a set for create a TV content, show? Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Ugh. We, yeah. It gets my we, blood boiling. It, yeah. Insane. And people are just the worst. So actually, I'm very proud of you for taking a little break. Oh, from social? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just something where I feel like it's not good for my mental health. It's like not absolutely not. It's not good for my mental health. It's not good for my attention span. I think it's just overall, honestly, I don't even like the person it turns me into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to really reevaluate. So yeah. okay, would you support me having a um, a blog, Chandler? I think so. No longer. I would well because I was thinking like, what if I don't post stuff on Instagram anymore, but I do yeah, like, have some sort of online just I mean, like if you want to let Yeah, right. It, absolutely. If you want to have a creative outlet or a place where you write and post things about your life, absolutely. Like I mean if that if that's like if you don't if you want to have a blog where you're not like on a news feed where you're not just being constantly faced with other people's stuff, like I totally support that and understand that. Well, I think there's something interesting about switching to just a personal blog where you aren't – by posting something, you aren't actually putting yourself in someone else's phone like mm-hmm. or on someone else's feed. Like right, if, they go, saying, yeah. if they go there, it's purely because they are interested well, and want to consume what you're creating. Sometimes I do kind of wish that I could turn off different parts of my Instagram. Like I wish sometimes that I could just have my Instagram – post things, have my friends comment on it, whatever. But then sometimes I wish I could turn off the news feed or turn off stories entirely or just have stories on, not have news feed. 
Right. It's it's just too much for it's me. It's too much. And I do I do here's the also thing. Like I wanna post all about I wanna like have something that documents things, but I don't wanna be confined to like, okay, well I need to post maybe three photos from this trip, period. And, you know, spread apart and you have to come up with a caption that's palatable for people. What if I want to write three paragraphs, six paragraphs about the experience? Right. That's way too much. It's embarrassing. You can't do that. Like there's too many norms on Instagram. Right. I mean, literally last night, my my working caption for my photo, I sent it to Courtney. <laughs> I asked Ben about it and he was like, I think it's maybe TMI. But I sent it to Courtney and she's so nice and supportive. She just like said, maybe don't say the word damn. But my working caption was currently downing Pepto-Bismol, but damn, this was good. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think that's hilarious. Isn't that funny? Ben was like, it's a little bit TMI. Oh my gosh. Should I change it? Maybe I'll change it back. Should I change it back right now? Yeah, I think you should. I think that's hilarious. This is who I am. But that's the thing is it's like, I kind of want to document my life without having to be so concerned about like social media norms. Mm -hmm, Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. The norms are exhausting. The, the norms, norms are exhausting. The norms are what make you, you know, think try and think of a caption for three and a half hours. And it's just like, just post the freaking picture. Right. And it's you know and it's about curation and having it all in one place. Yeah. But I, I do think that like the the demand to for other people to view it is where I'm kind of over it. Like I don't actually care. I don't care to have it in front of people's faces. Right. Which I guess begs the question, well, why have it on like a public facing blog? Like why not just have it in your camera roll? And I just feel like – because then it's completely disorganized. Well, yeah. I I mean honestly, I like having a highlight reel of my own life that I can go back and look at. Yeah. Easily. I do – and there are family members and people who do like seeing this stuff. You know? Like anyway. You're like which family members? Which family members give a shit? I know. I'm like which – Yeah. Anywho, I'm really talking like this, a sailor today. I have this no... also, you, you kind of talk like a sailor every day. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, mom and dad. I'm going to really um, try harder. This is what I'm also just going to add a caveat. If we don't get back to you on Pop Apologist for a while, it's because maybe we're trying to be less on social media. That's my uh, my catch all apology. Exactly. You guys, we're trying to be less on social, and but- maybe. And I don't mind encouraging our listeners to be less on social too. I just want to say I was posting a lot of my close friends like the past in the like past few days because I'm also on PTO. I don't really post a lot during work days because I'm exhausted. Right. And I feel like then all of a sudden if somebody responds, I like I literally can't get my job done and job done if I like feel like I have outstanding things to respond to. It's like an OCD thing, I think. Right. But anyways, I was posting a lot on close friends and my friend literally said to me, Hey, did you just discover close friends? You've been posting a lot. Oh and I'm like, oh, I'm just on PTO. I'm just living my life. I actually now have the brain bandwidth to be posting a lot. Right. I don't know how people who have full-time jobs and are constantly posting and like reposting stuff on Instagram. I can't do it. For me, it's like – it also – I just feel like – and this is maybe dumb and no one wants to hear about this, but I'm just going to talk about it. I just feel like honestly my inter- the quality of my interior life and thoughts mm-hmm. has deteriorated. Like I just Aww. feel like – like my my appetite and process of like self reflection has kind of been right. decimated by oh. this deluge of you know of content constant because you're constant never content. alone with your thoughts anymore. You're never unless, alone with unless your unless you're listening. Like I do find that I am like when I a don't have service or when I'm like car sick in the car and can't like look at my phone or I'm just like listening to music like. 
But those moments are I don't they don't happen to me every day. Well, and yeah, and it's like remember when remember when you would just like listen to music and be alone with your thoughts? Like I mean, barely. I barely remember that. Yeah, like yeah. I just feel like for me, I don't want to get away from it. I feel like it's it's so not good right. for my mental health, how I feel about myself physically. I, like yeah. it creates so many insecurities. It's I mean, just yeah. It's totally this. toxic. No offense to your boss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to Mark. Um, yeah, Mark appreciates that. I mean, it is. It's it I think I don't think that most people have figured out a way to like have it in moderation. And so if you need to do cleanses or fast or to take breaks, like I fully support it. Um and also like as far as pop apologists is concerned, like the podcast is is where we sh- I think shine. I think that our social is kind of stuff we feel like we have to do. Right. Exactly. And like and I don't think I I would hope that you know our listeners wouldn't care as much if we were, we're already not very active on it. So it's like what's the point? But anyway, yeah, I honestly feel Please like take all the breaks in- you need. Thank you. It would be interesting to see what what happens to our numbers if we went off. Like if we just stopped posting teasers right. and just kind of went off social. Fine. It probably would yeah, be fine. Like yeah. I think about there's so many podcasts I listen I listen to, and I don't listen to them because I'm you know because they post no. teasers on Instagram. I listen to them because I'm just no. accustomed to listening to them. Literally, yeah. So, anyways, okay, it's an interesting well, question. With that vague threat, we might not be on Instagram anymore. We'll see. We'll see what happens, you guys. I, you know, I, I feel like maybe that would be an interesting episode to do, though, because like we did an episode about how Instagram impacts our body image and uh-huh. our self image. Yeah. But I actually think it would be interesting to get people's feedback about yeah. how like, does social media impact everything else in right. your life. Yeah. I mean, it's so strange. Now I'm just. I know we were gonna try to wrap this up, but I'll I'll just say like I do feel like my brain is just tired. Because I'm yeah. constantly feeding it with, like, images and content and, like, whatever. And I do think that, like, I don't really have any, like, turning off my brain feels like a huge ask nowadays. Mm-hmm. Because even in, like, the moments where, honestly, even, like, going to the restroom, mm-hmm. even walking, you Every- know, somewhere, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to watch stories as I do that. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're always going. You're always processing other people's content, other yeah. people's days. So you're not processing your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm off Twitter, if I'm off Instagram, how is that impacting my – like, do, will I find more time to work out? Will I find more time to, like, be, like, tidier and clean my apartment more regularly or my space? Will I find more time to read? Will I be a better partner? Or, I don't know, will I just be bored all the time? I don't know. I'm, I don't want to jump to conclusions. But I do think it would be interesting to know what kind of a person I would be like without this constant deluge of randomness. Right. In my life. Right. Yeah. I – I would like to also experiment with it as well in my own life. Honestly, for me, I don't even understand how you keep up because for, you're different than me, whereas you have so many close friends. Like you have 20 very good friends, right? Yeah. That's fair yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. I have probably five yeah. or seven. And – but my friend, close friends and I don't really talk every day at yeah. all. Like, yeah. No. But you, I feel like you are in constant communication with like right. 20 people plus you're on social. Yeah, like, I don't even lot. understand how I you don't do really, it. I mean, it's so lame, but I just like don't post a lot because it's. I want to just have the space to talk to my friends when I can, and I do feel bad if I can't respond to people. So sometimes, like that, keeps me from posting. Yeah. Well, if you guys are interested in this, I think it would be interesting to get people's 
get people's opinions on this. So maybe we'll do a whole episode about it. Because I did love our themed episode on relationship red flags. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, let us know what you think, everybody. All right. Sorry this episode, you guys. It's just kind of random sister talk. It's, you know. Winding road. Probably not a hit. We're probably not going to send people back to this episode years later. Guys, check out the uh, knockoff uglies on on Amazon. They're great. But this is this is what it is. It this is, is what the best it is. We baby. can do right now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Signing off. Um, I'm just gonna say before we sign off, we do have a new Patreon coming out this Friday. Who knows what it's gonna be about? Probably the rest of our New York trips. If you want to hear about that, mm. if you want to know how you can support this podcast, number one is signing up for the Patreon. Even just doing that bottom that $4.99 tier. It really means a lot. Like yeah. the Patreon keeps this podcast going and that's truly the number one way you can support us. So if you're interested, we would love it. If you had signed up, that would be really great. If you sign up for the $7.99 tier, you get two new episodes a month. So anyway, I think that's everything. That's all, that's all baby. All right. Love you. I'll see okay. you soon. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey.